Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Workprint Podcast, episode 100. Woo! I'm your host, Christian, and with me today is Robin Norton. Rob. Hi. Yes. Hey, party peoples. What up? What up? Yeah. And so, like, this is our special 100th episode. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite things that we covered for this year. And more importantly, say goodbye to the evil, tyrannic yes. L- yes. year that was 2020. I can't Tyrannical. Yeah, tyrannical <laughs> sores Rex. It's horrible, and we're you know what? We're gonna put the boots to twenty twenty medium style. Yeah. Really, you don't want to do it like full on? Well, I mean that's a quote from that's I know a what it's quote a quote from, from. Metalocalypse. But because uh, they they kicked the shit out of Doctor Roxo, uh, poor Doctor Roxo. Uh, but yeah, this year has been of uh, of course it's seen its peaks and its valleys. I think more so valleys. Than... Hasn't it been mostly just a shit show? Yeah, twenty twenty. Like that. the the word of the year is nadir or zenith, and it's mainly nadir. It's just the lowest of the low points. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, uh, Christian. Like, uh, what was something that uh, brought you joy th- this uh, this year in terms of entertainment? Uh, in terms of entertainment. Uh... Mm-hmm. Um, I liked when we did Harley Quinn at the beginning of the year because that was a good way yeah. of like keeping sane when all this was starting and like everything was. Did we lose you? So it sounds uh, like we did. Really it sounds like twenty twenty struck again. So. <laughs> Wait, what was that? You, we couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. I was saying uh, Harley Quinn. Oh um, yes, I, I liked good covering choice. that at the beginning of the year because it kept me sane. That's mm-hmm. yes. Um, for those of you not in the know, uh, I covered it uh, extensively with Christian. And then when uh, Christian uh, bowed out due to uh, other circumstances, I covered it with Norton, like Yay. the latter couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tom took over for the the articles, which is cool. So it was uh-huh. a nice teamwork effort. It teamwork makes the dream work, man. Yeah. And the algor- the algorithms kicked in, and like uh, the traction was there too. Like we did really well towards the end of that. Like oh, totally. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that. I covered um, the Harley Quinn uh, panel for uh, Comic-Con, and at the time of the writing itself, uh, I wasn't sure. the It was kind of up in the air whether Harley Quinn would actually be renewed for a tertiary season, and so I was happy to update that, yes, it moved to HBO Max. Sadly, the now defunct DC Universe which used to house the Harley Quinn cartoon is now on HBO Max, but it's being renewed for a third season. So, Yay. again, Mazel Tov, guys. That's awesome. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Yes. Um, that, you, first of all, I, I really quickly want to say, um, just speaking of Harley Quinn, Kaylee Cuoco really surprised me in terms of I wasn't sure whether she was going to be a good Harley because there's basically two Harleys, um, if you don't count Margot Robbie. Uh, there is Tara Strong and there is um, Arlene Sorkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arlene Sorkin, Sorkin being, original, obviously, the yes, the progenitor yeah. of yeah. Harley Quinn. 
but Kelly Cuoco did a damn fine job. She did. She's she's a very very good actress. Um, mm-hmm. I think initially, people were a little hesitant because she couldn't get the uh, the was it Brooklyn accent down properly. Yeah, the bro- yeah, it's Brooklyn. D Bensonhurst accent. Yeah, it was fine. She did great. I heard yeah, she's great in uh, the flight. Is the flight attendant too? The flight attendant. You know what? That yeah. I haven't checked out. That's a movie uh, before twenty twenty is over. Just because it's a movie in twenty twenty, that's one to check out. I I would think. I've heard is it good a movie things or about a it. Series. I thought it was a show. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a mo- series. No, it's a, I think it, it's a series. Is it a series? Yeah, like a mini series, but like. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was a movie for some reason. Yeah. Well, HBO's good at doing those. Like, it's a eight hour movie that's a mini series, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So limited uh, run. Yeah. yeah, Norton. Uh, what did you bring out of the abyss of twenty twenty that actually made you happy to cover? Uh. <laughs> I think that's the collective which is like crazy. I mean, you've done a lot too in terms of coverage so um yeah pick, pick, I, you know throw, what throw the dartboard on the wall here <laughs> <laughs> I am sort of bad about remembering when things happen so I feel like I did this over 10 years as opposed <laughs> to single year <laughs> I know exactly what you mean with that time is irrelevant Especially in this it's year. A con- like, yeah, it's a social construct. I mean, come on. But yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not sure what I did this year. Uh, you did I, Supernatural. You did Prodigal Son. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you also did um uh, the Super... You did one? Dear White People, I think. Hundred. I did oh, Dear yeah. White People. And Dear White People 100. was nice. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a show that I remember seeing the trailer for, and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. That looks pretty interesting. And then I watched it, and I'm like... All right, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the first season is pretty uh, on point in terms of what they wanted to do with it. And then the second and third seasons kind of take it to new places, which is really nice. And it has like those moments of uh, self-reflection where it's like, oh, we don't we don't want to do this sitcom tropey stuff, which Mm. was nice. But I didn't cover the second or third season because I thought the first one was pretty meaty. (laughs) <laughs> out of what, it, what you covered, uh, was there a highlight out of any of those? Like one that you would place above all others? Uh, I mean, Supernatural ended, so you covered the last season. How big yeah. was that as like an issue? Because like a lot of people tuned in. A lot of people read your, your recap of, of the series and stuff. So like, <laughs> Go Norton. I'm curious, what did you think of the finale of this? Because I've never tackled Supernatural because it's, uh, it's a beast. You know, the funny thing is yeah. I really kind of wanted to write like a – a, a final recap to that show to basically do like a series sort of uh, review as it were mm-hmm. but I just didn't get around to it um, and mostly it's because like I just I I loved the show when it started and I loved the first five seasons and then I after agree. that I was like you ended like just go away and it just kept fucking going so you and love I'm the like, eric kripke years i yeah. only say that because he also did the boys which a lot did of the boys well he's i think putting all his eggs in that basket and boy are those beautiful eggs i mean amazon money so yeah amazon you can money. definitely see like a lot of what he learned on supernatural playing out in the boys though because mm-hmm. i feel really? like supernatural was at least in my opinion kind of the last great uh friendly misogynistic show for lack of a better term <laughs> okay because I, I feel like it was very like penises everywhere like that thing was just a sausage fest 
How? And there were like there were great female characters on there. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It's not like it was all dudes, but now, the ladies like there were no like characters. <laughs> there were no really good like standout long term ladies per se. Okay, so characters. Yeah, yeah. like they meant they're... like full cyberpunk here, where like dicks oh, yeah. showing everywhere. All right, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Like it, it aggravated me to the fact that there were three male leads. When it's like the one guy, the Castiel character, could have been a lady at any point in the series. Mm. They could have easily gender swapped him at any point. But they're like, nope, we're just going to keep him a dude the whole time. And then the fans like had, you know, they, they glommed onto the whole gay relationship thing. So they That's were like, oh, we either want Sam and Dean together or we want yeah. Dean and Cass together. And I'm sitting there thinking like... What? That, Why? Well, that, that flummoxes Norton to no end. I, 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 my, one of my friends is a person who enjoys uh, dude-on-dude stuff as a heterosexual lady. And I, I, I understand her reasoning to a point, but I, like, I don't get it for myself. I'm like, that's fine. It's, you know, again, different strokes for everybody. Go, <laughs> go you. And it certainly helped the show. They had an enormous female fan base, so it mm. made sense. But I always felt it was kind of a shame because it's like you have these really awesome ladies that kind of appear here and there throughout the series, but they never really get to like stay and shine and build well, life was, as it how were. How was Felicia Day's character? Because I know she was on the show. She is one of the longest running. Uh, and conveniently, she is in no way set up as like a love interest of any kind to any of them oh. because she's a lesbian. So, oh. you know, you have the boys which is now his new show where it's like he has a more diverse female offering and even a more diverse male offering. You know, there were no gay characters in Supernatural. There was just the one lesbian, no gay guys. Mm. So it's like, and I, I did a, wrote a little bit about that when I was covering the, um, the Christmas movie thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I thought it was an interesting pattern uh, and I still kind of stick to that, even though the last Christmas movie I saw fucked me up because it had a lesbian character in the background. So I'm like, well, now we know that a lesbian Christmas movie is slowly going to make its way up it's the ladder, inching. which is nice. I feel bad. I'm like, why can't the lesbians have a nice Christmas? Of course. <laughs> nice Christmas all around. Like we got yeah. two gay movies this year, two gay dudes. We got a, uh, an Asian couple that mm-hmm. had like both kind of Asians, mind you. They had the the Indian Asian and they had the... I don't know what she was. I think she's Chinese, best guess. Okay. But they like they're slowly, you know, that's why I I I'll have to say one of my favorite things to write, I guess, was the whole Christmas thing because it's like you think it's going to be this easy piece of like, oh, these movies are shit and they're horrible and blah blah blah, and you just like them as like guilty candy. But the more mm. you think about it, the more you're like, no, they're actually they're evolving. They're growing in a way that almost our country can't do. Like, and I, Lifetime I has them. somehow embraced all of these different weird things that are coming up in the world, and yet our country's just like, nah, we're good. Like, give us a minute. That's, that's how you know <laughs> that we're changing, because Lifetime's willing to change in a day. <laughs> Lifetime is slowly that's making true. it possible. I, I will say that I loved covering the KFC Christmas movie. <laughs> we have Mario yet Lopez. to see that. That is, is Mario it? Lopez's second Christmas movie, too. Yeah. It is. Like, they, they actually showed his actual Christmas movie immediately after. Like, the KFC the Feliz Navidad? Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. I I I got to say like Mario Lopez has grown on me over the years like Yeah. I'm more he's of done a, a pretty Slater good job, yeah. Yeah. He's he's really like steered that ship from Oh, that's the, the dude from Saved by the Bell into 
just kind of like a, a very affable, lovable. I mean, he's the host of what? Um, uh, what like, show? oh, that's the guy from All Access. Or all I Access. Think it's all access. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, he seems pretty like a pretty chill guy. I mean, yeah. he must have a good publicist. Oh, I haven't and, any bad and a good agent, him. and a good agent. Yeah, he is uh, really Ryan Seacrest. I will say that my personally, my superlative of the entire year, the thing that I loved covering for the work print was I May Destroy You. It's making a shit ton of top 10 lists. And it's like, I think, a front runner for the Emmys. That's really cool. And it's really cool that you covered it, because honestly, I had no idea what that was until you talked about it. Mm -hmm. It blew up like crazy. Yeah, and for those of you who are not in the know, please get in the know, because it's such a fucking awesome show. It's basically about um, a writer um, named Arabella, and uh, one night she is... Trigger warning: She is raped, and it deals with the fallout and the PTSD from that, and her trying to actually get her, because she signed with a new uh, publishing house, uh, to get her book out, and all the trials and tribulations that come with that, and her circle of friends, basically two other people. Uh, it's just a phenomenally, uh, phenomenally written show. All episodes, all ten episodes, written by Michaela Cole, the creator, and it's just. I've never seen anything like that, and it's such a beautiful show, um, and haunting at that, but funny as yeah. well. Um, and it's funny because it actually uh, reminds me of it. Technically, uh, the premise of it was based on a real life experience. Uh, Michaela Cole had uh, wrote and created a series called Chewing Gum uh, a few years ago. Uh, to like many plaudits, much critical praise, and um, so it was renewed for a second season. And during that second season, that's when she was raped. So she decided to take all of that anger and rage and sadness and creatively put it into something that is n unparalleled to anything else on TV. And it actually kind of reminded me just slightly of, um, and um, this is not for, uh, of 2020. I think this was written, had to be written like four or five years back. I have it though. It's a beautiful book, uh, a comic book written by Paul Dini. Um, I think it's called um, something like uh, The Real Adventures of Batman or something to that effect. And it's autobiographical because apparently when Paul Dini was working he was a writer on Tiny Toons at the time he had just won an Emmy for that he was jumped uh, yeah. at, you, you know you've heard of this book right yeah yeah I actually do it is in this. no way he called was... The Real Adventures of Batman no no I mean I forget what it's, it's not, called uh, like I've, not I've, even I, close what is it called do you have the name of it I th I want to say it's like Darkest Night. Let me check, but it's definitely no, no, yeah, not. like Darkest but Night. No, no, I think like, it's called uh, like a real yeah, no, Batman I, I heard, story or something. I heard about like this. That. Like he he was mugged at gunpoint or something, right? Like an actual like Batman situation. He he was he was mugged at gunpoint. He was kicked the shit out of, um, yeah. almost left for dead. He didn't go to the hospital. Instead, he went straight to his apartment and drank it all away for like called a couple. Dark Knight, a true Batman story. A true Batman story. So you're Thank close. You. Thank you. Nora. <laughs> well, yeah. We we uh, both kind of combined to make the right title. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but uh, it kind of reminded me of that. Wonder Twin Powers activate. 
But um, that's definitely on the top of my list. Uh, this year, I also covered uh, Space Force, which was laborious to get through. And this is the <laughs> second time that I've seen it, too. You, props to you for sticking it out. and doing uh, it Yeah, I had to. Months. Once I start something, I'm not going to quit. I am I mean, not I a quitter. Say, you didn't have to because like, the traffic wasn't hitting. But you know what ironically worked in your favor is that they kept fucking talking about Space, Space Force. Space Force, yeah. The, kept, by the time and, like, I ended it. Never it never went away in the public eye because that's becoming mm-hmm. a legit thing. Yeah, so. it, it's definitely just... <laughs> Just a, 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 it's farcical, just the the notion of it. And I believe uh, that Daniel Craig and Steve Carell, both the people who made it, um, I they knew that they were sort of going into Trumpian territory and uh, lambasting him for this crazy idea. But yeah, then but a lot of people like, life initially... imitates art. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say a lot of people scorned it because it never went too far because Trump ended up doing crazier things. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's very true, yeah. and uh, the, like the, the my whole reservation with it, um, seeing it twice now, um, is yeah. that yes, it didn't go too far. Uh, first of all, the standout um, in it wasn't Steve Carell, in my opinion, uh, the lead. Uh, it technically was John Malkovich because 100%, yeah. he's fucking John Malkovich, and he can do no wrong in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could literally. And I'm not even being hyperbolic. He could shit on the side of the road. I would give it an Oscar. Five stars all around. Damn. <laughs> well, it's John Malkovich. But uh, no, the thing is that I thought it would have been a, like a, a better breed because it comes from Daniel. Did I say Daniel Craig? Craig Daniels. Craig Daniels. Uh, yeah, uh, you did say Daniel uh, yeah. Craig. And I thought yeah. about it for a second and I'm like, mm, pretty sure that's the wrong yeah, Craig, name. Yeah. The, the dude it's who did the American it. version of The Office. <laughs> and he knows how to really hone Steve Carell and sort of corral him, corral corral. Uh, yeah. I had to, I had to. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite series. I think we could all agree though, because we've all seen it now. Mandalorian, come on, awesome series. I mean, we yeah, we did a whole highlight series. of twenty twenty, one of the biggest highlights. Definitely the thing that revived Star Wars, like, hands down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. New mm-hmm. phase Definitely. of Star Wars, 100% Mandalorian. Like, that, that last episode alone. Oh, oh the last God. episode, honestly, I, I'm i not going to say I was uh, crying, but I was a little misty-eyed. It might have been a little foggy in the room. So, but, dude, you're not the only one. So many yeah, people. Yeah. I cried a little bit, too. Cause yeah. like, my first reaction was, was, my God, this is what we've wanted for, like, 35 years. Yes. Since, like, the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Was yeah. Like, Why couldn't they just continue from where they left off? They mm-hmm. did all this prequel and then like sequel and mm-hmm. then like the expanded universe and like everything except what we wanted which was just well, let's just pick up the story from where we left off that's true <laughs> thanks that's... cgi yeah and like i love the fact too that even though it's mainly written and uh it's mainly ri- written by john favreau john favreau loves to have different directors on including like top tier ones like in season one uh his biggest director was take watiti uh, for the final episode, I believe uh, this year uh, he, he, I think his biggest director was Peyton Reed, who had done the Ooh, two Ant Man movies. I'm gonna argue, even though Peyton Reed was fantastic, mm-hmm. I still think Robert Rodriguez. His was my favorite episode. Oh, he, oh yeah, and Robert Rodriguez. Yes, yeah. it, 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 he yeah. knows how to like pick talent. He's not necessarily going to bogart the entire thing. He's yeah. like, I'll write it. I'll be on set. I'll have Pablo Hidalgo right next to me so that I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm not fucking shit up. 
but he knows how to trust directors. And I think a good that, director uh, the, does that. That um, Who's the other guy? He's in charge of Mandalorian. Oh, my God. Rick I forget his last name. He did Dope, which was one of my favorite movies. Uh, but he was another big director. Um, he, there were a few that he definitely um, had done. Oh, by the way, really quickly, uh, before I forget, another thing that I covered, which I love to no end, and I'm glad it's coming back. How could I be remiss in saying what we do in the shadows? Yeah. Speaking of Taika Waititi and all that, such a good show. Second season, actually better than the first. I will say that. It, it just uh, same thing with Mandalorian. It, also, it's Dave yeah. Filoni. Dave Filoni. Is Dave like, Filoni. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, Filoni is responsible for so much of the Star Wars. Lore, mm-hmm. so. Uh But it, what we do in the shadows just top notch. It keeps topping itself. I mean, my favorite episode that's of this season has to be because there's a few. Speaking of like we're tying it back around into Star Wars, uh, the Jackie Daytona. Uh, story <laughs> uh, where uh, uh, what's his face uh, Laszlo goes on the lamb and his basic uh, going incognito so nobody recognizes that he's a vampire is literally a pair of jeans I think a vest and a toothpick and that's it <laughs> and and also oh, like awesome. there is a vampire hot on his trail played by Mark Hamill yeah. Oh, that's even cooler. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I really have to watch the show. Oh my you god, it's amazing. It? You know, like again, because like between this and the video yeah. game coverage and the j- job apps and the writing, like my yeah. days have been sixteen-hour days since like pandemic started. I'm actually <sighs> ready to cry. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy. It's like fun, and then eventually, it's like you know, work being fun. It's, it's yeah. You hit a line. It's, it's and work. I've, like, destroyed <laughs> that line. I think at this point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, for those of you who not in the know, I just want to shout you out, Kristen. Uh, Christian, uh, you actually write because you're a huge video gamer as well. He writes for uh, what is it? Um, hey, poor player. Right, yeah. poor player. Yeah, I think Bilal said it would be okay to talk a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I read for a site called Hey Poor Player, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm just going to ask, like, video game wise, are there any highlights that you've oh seen? God. Obviously. Yeah, ostensibly, it's not going to be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's not. We're. I'll touch that towards the end. All right. So, mm-hmm. real quickly for video games, uh, mm-hmm. for those who follow this podcast, um, like I think beginning of pandemic, you know, I did some episodes for Gamescast here at the Law, mm-hmm. and uh, we covered I think Resident Evil three and then Final Fantasy seven. Final Fantasy seven mm-hmm. being the one game I think deserves Game of the Year, easily my favorite gaming experience, and like this was a crazy good year for gaming. Um, so yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm actually replaying it now to try to get my platinum trophy, which is just beating the final boss, uh, which is Sephiroth, of course. So you're a completionist. Uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent a completionist in video uh, games. I am so, too. Like, when I get into video games, yeah. If you read, if anyone reads my stuff at Hayport Player, I don't just do reviews. I also do like a shitload of guides and walkthroughs, mostly because nice. like traffic is great. But then also, mm-hmm. I obsess with getting everything. So it's like, why not share the knowledge and share some oh, yeah. eggs? Like I did an entire article about like a secret car. In Cyberpunk, which is actually the Batmobile, and I proved really? that it's the Batmobile. It's funny because every major news outlet covered, "Oh, this is the coolest, like the fastest car," but for some reason, it only shows up at night. Nobody yeah. knows why. Who cares? Here's the car, and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." There's a reason for this, and I did mm-hmm. the research and I looked into it, and it, it's literally the Batmobile. The reason it shows up at night is because that's when Batman's yeah, Batman. Anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> Batman really cool. doesn't go get coffee in the Batmobile not Basically. during the day. 
Yeah. So like, yeah. So um, uh, yeah. Uh, do video game coverage there, and um, after Final Fantasy was like, oh my god, there was like so many. Persona f- Five was really good. That was a remastered. Uh, still have to play through that. Um, I just finished the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. That was pretty good. Yes, that was excellent. That I was heard. an amazing game. I have also yet to game play it. Worthy. What's up? I have yet to play that. I've always wanted to because it looks pretty badass. And the moment I found out that I think it's the PS5 or PS4 exclusive that has it. Um, it's uh, the uh, Akira uh, Kurosawa mode where it's in black and uh, it's white? in black and gray oh, that's cool. or black and white. And yeah. the entire game is shot like that and filmed like that. Yeah, they do it like um, an old samurai movie. So it's Does got it... like the film grain and shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah. stupid, but you know it's perfect for like <laughs> it's every not guy stupid. ever. Come on, that's so cool. Yeah. It's I mean, that, again, that's... like what I said, it's every dude ever is just creaming their pants. Well, right yeah, now. that's true. Like, that's oh my true. god! It's like, dude, oh. it's Seven Samurai. I know that sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. We're not done yet. Wait, we got Last of Us Two, which was amazing, and I, I loved. Although a lot of people didn't, I know it's that was a pretty divisive game. It was divisive. I thought it deserved Game of the Year. I didn't just... like. I didn't understand how they made a sequel because I'm like, I remember the ending of the first game. I'm like, how the f- do you make a sequel? 100% was unnecessary, but I, I liked where they went with it. Um, I think I that's the spoil- thing that like a lot of people couldn't get past, was just mm. the fact that like it's almost one of those like money grab games where they're like, well, it's we don't really big. need to make a sequel, but we're gonna. It's too yeah, actually, big I agree not with to you fail. On that. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, but like a lot of people started hating on the creator, who's now the creative director of Naughty Dog, uh, Neil Druckmann. Oh, really? Of the things that he did. Yeah, and it's weird too because they're doing the HBO series, and Neil Druckmann's oh, yeah. also attached to uh, to help write that too. So like that dude's wearing too many hats. I'm a little concerned for his sanity, but whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm co head writing a show on HBO while also running an entire game because he, he was announced president of Naughty Dog. So How like, are all your hats, Christian? <laughs> if anyone should know his sanity, it would be you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, true. but like, dude, that's that's too much. Anyway, um, there, there's so many other games. Uh, what am I missing? There's like a, a couple other Persona uh, Five. I definitely wanted to play. I've played the fourth one, and I was super into that because yeah, it just I love the art style. It's so uh, cool. yeah, so uh, Japanese, and like um, it's 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 the stories are usually really great. I still haven't played five yet. Um. What's the game? Uh, Watch Dogs came out. That was semi-popular. Um, mm-hmm. I think people liked the gameplay, but the story was just meh. And then, um, what's the other one? The other big one. Uh, There's a few. I mean, I know that for a good half of this year, the Assassin's nation Creed. was wind, uh, windswept with the idea of scoring a PS5. That's all people yeah. could think about. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They did that weird and Assassin's Creed that was like in Greece, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Well, I no, heard that was Spartans. the other one before. The, the new one is Valhalla. That Valhalla. Was technically yeah. Oh, okay. Was the Spartan yeah. one last year then, I guess? Yes, that was, okay. that was the one last year. Although Valhalla Thanks, here is time. amazing as well. Yeah. But so, yeah, like it's just there's too many games. There was way too many good games that came out this year. It's my mind's like the awesome thing that I've heard. Um, I don't know about with Xbox, but I know I believe um, with Sony. Uh, I read it maybe a couple of weeks ago or something like that. Is just because PS5 is the the new big deal doesn't mean that they're going to scrimp on just. PS4 and PS4 titles. The, I, I believe yeah. Sony said that we're still going to give you the good stuff. We're still, for you PS4 owners that can't get a PS5, you're still going to have some really quality games come out. 
And I love their dedication to backwards or future and backwards compatibility. So, like, if you have a PS4 game, upgrades mm-hmm. to PS5 whenever you get it, and yeah, vice versa. So that's yeah, it's it's awesome. I think that's always been like the the albatross around. Uh, no matter whether it's Sony or Microsoft, the whole backwards compatibility because everybody keeps asking for that for the next gen console. And it's such a weird because I'll be the first to admit I have no idea when it comes to specs and how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say that, like, just as a, a gamer, uh, uh, I would love a, if I got a PS5, for example, it could play PS4 games, PS5 games, obviously, uh, PS3 games, PS2 games, PS1, like it, the all-in-one sy- system. I think that is sort of like the white whale that everybody's. <laughs> been trying to go after it and it seems so difficult to do it's getting better mm-hmm. um i it's trust just, it's definitely getting better yeah um like they're doing specific versions of a thing like um for instance witcher 3 this year will be coming out for ps5 the uh the witcher 3 ps5 edition where they'll just upgrade the specs and stuff like that so you can you can get i think their version of the copy which will ju- it'll be the same game but with like better graphics um, that's pretty dope and a couple added things like um uh, devil may cry Ooh, right yeah. Out right now for PS5. Also, an upgrade. A huge upgrade. Actually, their second highest rated title, which most people aren't talking about. Really? Yeah, just oh, I love actually, that it actually game. surpasses Miles Morales. That tells you how good it is, which is bizarre. That uh, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It just nudges it over, but it's like, wow, how is that possible? And then if you play it, it's supposed to be phenomenal. So. Oh, I, I, met, I remember playing the first one, and I was just besotted by the game. I'm like, this is so cool. You could do all these really cool tricks with like yeah. wielding dual weapons and yeah, yeah. all that like the the gun foo and shit like that and then bayonetta came out and i'm like okay this tops that this takes it to a whole other level that is sheer insanity yeah but uh, so like, yeah this was a fantastic year for video gaming and more importantly uh video game industry killed it it's killed it. it. It annihilated every other entertainment industry because, obviously, because of pandemic and corona. It's basically oh, yeah. the perfect industry for right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. this is a game. This is an industry that a lot of the people who love it are usually made fun of by mainstream society because it's like, oh, you just sit in your house all day alone and connect with people on the Internet. Now they're just like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> I was 2020 ready before it was cool. Yeah, 100%. It's crazy, too, because it's a domino effect, too, Mm because everything's getting affected. So now media outlets are hiring game writers everywhere and, like, uh, game coverage writers. Yeah. um, People who will talk about video games. Anybody who has in the know, like, it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy how big gaming has gotten because of 2020. Yeah, Um, yeah. that is insane. It just the the fervent sweep of just everybody wanting a PS5. I mean, it's just nuts. And, like... I will say, though, uh, and I don't know your take on it, but my take on people hoarding them only to sell them to me that I mean, we live in a capitalist society, of course, but it's like I don't think that's exactly right. But if there are no laws against it, then I guess if you're wise enough to do that, I don't agree with it. But I play is going to play because they created a society of Mm -hmm. uh, of of scalpers yeah <laughs> yeah um they, they mean, created I'm... bots to pretty much out buy as many playstation mm-hmm. fives as you can beforehand and like for you to actually find a copy i heard that they require that you join the society it's like a membership fee and then from there you can actually purchase one that's a swear <laughs> blood oath too 
it's it's weird how that's gotten that far. And the the they they proclaim it's like anti-capitalism, but I'm like, you uh, this is pretty I much don't know. capitalism. Yeah. You're price gouging <laughs> people. How are yeah. you anti-capitalist? Exactly. Yeah, Cuz they're like, well, it, it it says fuck you to the man for, you know, No, this, it just I, creates just, a new man. Yeah, you've yeah. become the man. You become yeah. the man. You're the man now, dog. Anarchy would be if you bought a bunch of PS5s and then you just, just randomly them dropped away. them off in front of people's houses. Yeah. Like yeah. ding-dong ditch of the most epic proportions where yeah. you just walk in and then they're like, what the f***? And there's just a PS5 sitting on your doorstep for no reason whatsoever. You didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to ask for it. That shit is just there. Yeah. That reminds me of a post I just saw today where like somebody got their their son a uh, a, play, a PlayStation 5 controller. <laughs> just the controller. Just the controller. <laughs> That's uh, what you can buy now. Yeah. Don't even play PlayStation. It was literally like yeah. some forty, some forty-something-year-old guy, and he's like, "My dad randomly got me a thing." Why? <laughs> and mind you, those controllers are like fucking seventy dollars by themselves. They are, which is why it's really funny that he just. Came this shit is madness. Like, oh, here's one quarter of your goals. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, Good man. luck. Actually, that's not a bad parenting move. If you're like, you know what? Here's the controller. Now get a job. Once you can afford it, you can get the system. Wow. I mean, you're working towards something. It's like I've given you the first step. It really works if you can actually get the system. I mean, apparently the system is like the way to get the system is all fucked up right now. Well, yeah. It is. If that were a genuine Uh, goal you could work towards, it'd be different. I literally just got one, though. Did you really? it's only because my friend actually did it for me. Or I had correction. I had several friends trying for me and myself. Kudos well. to them. So like it, they, it took out. a team of like eight of us <laughs> to try <laughs> every time to you get can imagine, PS5. and then one person was magically able to to land one. And this is like quite literally two months of trying, and it's it's, yeah. it's crazy that it took this much effort. But one of us got it, and it's I'm next terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the one nice thing about this whole thing is that much like. The other wonderful parts of 2020, this kind of exposes a lot of the weaknesses in our systems that we don't normally think about. Yeah, the foibles. So now you're just like, oh, also that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, exposes 100%. like the chinks in the armor. Yeah. So, uh, I, hope this, I hope this fucks over Amazon. Sorry, Amazon. Oh, no, he'll, gonna, he'll, no, you know, it's screw Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> They'll be fine. And I, I'm an Amazon Prime I member, but I can even say screw Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, my logic is is like, all right. So you you, you mentioned I'm part of the problem. There are definite kinks in the system. Yeah. Maybe somebody will come up with a better system besides like the Amazon method. I would hope so. I don't know. It's, we'll see. Yeah, no, it's very difficult because again, like our world is very like it's it's a pro power world. So mm, it's pretty yeah. much like as long as you keep your power, nobody really questions how you do it. That's true. So it kind of sucks because it's like you're, there probably is somebody out there who would be more willing to do it in a different way or maybe set up a better system. But mm. because the people in power don't want to lose that competitive edge they have, they'll fucking murder that guy and oh, the yeah. lady. They will cut to, a bit. Just to keep it like the it way it is it. because they're like, nope, this works for us and all yeah. our shareholders. So, you know, fuck the people. Yeah, <laughs> work print. We're breaking down the communist manifesto. I yes. know. I got a little bit of Stalin in me. Or not Stalin. Who's the good guy? The dead, uh, the dead uh, dude? Karl Marx, Lenin? I Lenin? L- yeah, I think no, Lenin, no, right? No. Wasn't he like pro-people? I have no idea. Damn I, the man, what? save the I, empire? I'm not up on my <laughs> sociopolitical uh, speak. But uh, <laughs> what I, I will I'm say. I'm going off epic rap battles, so. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. It's not the best right. history lesson. <laughs> um. Also, what, Animal Farm. Yeah. Oh, true. Animal Farm. George Orwell. Hey, reference. 
I feel like Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know that's, that I think, the old, the big pig that dies in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I think, supposed to be Lennon. Spoilers. Like Come like, on. If you haven't read oh. it in middle school, then it deserves what to it, be What spoiled. is that? Like a hundred year spoiler? I know. Seriously. <laughs> I don't remember when he came out. I mean, I don't know if you know this. Spoilers. But you know what? Romeo and Juliet die at the end. No. Don't ruin it. <laughs> don't uh, talk about Hamlet. Speaking <laughs> of... Um, this makes this is apropos nothing, and this is no segue by any stretch. Uh, but Norton and I um, have just seen, and I don't want to speak about it unless you've seen it, Christian, as well. Uh, Wonder Woman, the new yeah. Wonder Woman. Oh my god! Yeah, I watched it. Uh, <laughs> was, 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 was a good? Oh my god, or a bad? Oh my god! No, no, like uh, Basam wanted to do a podcast, but like it was just horrible timing because it was Christmas and yeah. I was covering Soul. Mm-hmm. That Soul article took so much out of me. Oh, my oh god. and we saw that too. That's such oh, an amazing yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, but like right, because I like I was getting tired of doing SEO mm-hmm. Google answer question type style, and I'm like, yeah. What if I tried implementing like just how I really would write a thing right. and like try to do oh, a review like the way about I it write? with that voice? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, which is great. Yeah, like, that's entertaining, and that, that brings a personality as compared to, "Hey Google, here's the answer to a question. <laughs> Come at me, traffic." You know, it's yeah. I, I'm like, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm like, keyword, I'm having a keyword, weird... keyword. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so like, like, no, I don't. I'm I'm terrible at that. Whenever I have to do the SEO part of my articles, it's I, I always do the little test, and they're like, "You failed," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's about right." <laughs> I used to I'm do like, it for like all of you guys, but like lately, I've just been like so tired. I'm like Basam or Nicole. Or yeah, Nicole, they'll find anybody. it if they find it. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, I try <laughs> to keep a up <laughs> a little bit on the SEO, but I'm very also conversational within my articles. So yeah, but at least it brings personality, which is dope. Like that, oh, yeah. that, that's really why people. I try. Yeah go to a thing but then google will look for your thing Mm -hmm. if you satisfy their questions but um anyway the point is is yeah i um i I took a lot to to write that one because i did it in my best me voice so like Mm -hmm. i was too exhausted to try to organize podcast but um Mm -hmm. yeah i know basam really wanted to do one and talk about it but no i mean we don't have to talk about it extensively i just wanted to sort of get uh, your general gist of did you like it did you not like it was it so like so literally, it's weird because Christmas Day, mm-hmm. like so many things came out, and um, oh yeah. So like yeah, I covered Soul. I watched Wonder Woman, but then I was also doing a cyberpunk feature. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, it was a no-win situation. Oh, Everybody was just angry, like yeah. in all three situations, and like I I personally got shit on from I think all well, Soul. I haven't been shit on personally, but I know people who didn't like it. Um, oh really? So like it it was a weird review past mm-hmm. few days because because yeah there was a lot of animosity in the air. That said, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman I thought was fun popcorn. Yes, um, but that's it. I didn't really expect anything more than that, and I got exactly that. So that that's kind of that's where I left it. But yeah. like people, whew, <laughs> my God, the internet blew up with that, and then uh, immediately yeah. I was like, all right, maybe I could talk about something positive about that. And then people kindness, like a weird pocket of people were like, this is really fucked up, and I'm like, oh. All right, let me check on my my cyberpunk article. And literally, people were like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Well, uh, where, where yeah, the wolves come out? Christmas. Kind of pick some bad horses to back on that one. Yeah, you which know, was it was a weird. It's weird funny series. that you mentioned cyberpunk because my friend he plays using Stadia and he's had like pretty much no issues with it. Like he's been able to play most of it pretty well. He's had like one or two like quest killing bugs, but as long yeah. as he restarts, he's fine. But he's like he doesn't understand why everyone hates it so much, and he's like, if I was playing this on 
the console, like I'm sure I would be as pissed as they are, but because I'm playing it on Stadia, it's like not his problem. Like it's but you're basically I don't know if you know what Stadia is. No, 100%. Okay. They literally started giving out Stadias for free too, which is bizarre if you yeah. have a YouTube Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's essentially this uh this service you sign up for that allows you to stream games uh into your computer that mm-hmm. are basically running on a computer that you could never afford. Wow, really? <laughs> that, That's pretty yeah, cool. and it's, like, it's crazy because when it first came out last year, everyone was, uh, I think the initial hype was, because I believe it's Google, they were like, yeah, no, this will be the future of gaming, you know, it's going to be replaced the consoles and stuff like that. It'll be our console. And like, it got panned pretty hard. Yeah. The titles weren't there and huh. things weren't optimized. Yeah. But apparently you're right. Like, Cyberpunk runs phenomenally on Stadia. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, for the most part, their weird move of here's a free Stadia if you have Google, or I'm sorry, uh, YouTube Red. Um, ah. It's working in their favor. They're changing the narrative. Yeah. This is a weird twenty. Like twenty twenty has been crazy for a lot of reasons, but in terms yeah. of industry stuff, a lot of shit have shifted. Like with between yeah. the Warner Brothers and their mm-hmm. old digital, you know, HBO thing, and, oh, yeah. and Stadia coming back alive somehow because we all thought it was dead in the water. Um, there's just all these weird, crazy changes this year. It's 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 been a weird year. That's I mean, to be fair, yeah. Cyberpunk is better on the PC. Like just 100%. bug wise, isn't it everything seems to be sort of better on the PC thing. though? Um, no, I personally like consoles better. Like, I I mean, I love consoles. I'll tell you a fun story from this year. I got a job recently, like one of our, like my, the company that I run, we, uh, we actually got a little bit of a job this, this year that was different than the one we've been doing so far. And it was a PC game. And we had like, I decided to play it using actual PC controls and I fucking hated it. So much. <laughs> I do not know how PC people play that what, shit. The, like, you, I really don't. You get don't. accustomed to it. I used to play Team Fortress no, on it no, all the time. It is Just awful. on keyboard. Keyboard and it mouse. It is the worst thing ever. Like, yeah. I do not understand these people that play with their fucking keyboard keys. It is you get, horrible. You get more range of control. No! You have less! Less control! Well, it's no, awful! With a controller, I get it. Like, it's very... Everything's streamlined in the few buttons. But with PC, you have so many commands yeah. and stuff that you can do. No! I, yeah. I just... I can't. No. Yeah. It, it was, like, basically this little first-person shooter-type game. And it's oh, God. just so terrible. Like, I can't... You're bad at those to begin with. Anything. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, no. I, I'm bad at first-person shooters because I, I can't aim. So me sitting there with a mouse trying to point at some dude. Meanwhile, I got to sit there and hit WSA whatever the other button is. (laughs) WSAD, I think it is. It's fucking horrible. I'm like, why? So then I switched it to like the up and down buttons because I'm like, that makes way more sense. But then the space bar (laughs) is all the way over there. So I'm like, God damn it. I have to like, oh, it's awful. But I don't like I would never play a game on a PC if I don't have to. Like so ever. you're used to you're used to the controller commands. That's I am very. But, I grew up on I grew up on console controllers, so I'm used to sense. it. I am a child of the controller age. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done a little bit of both because I used to play really big into real time strategy. So oh, my nice. friend, like yeah. he, you know, he works at the company with me, and he used a controller the whole time. And he tried the PC controls. He's like, I would have fucking killed myself if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you get the flavor for it if you play, if you use those controls enough. But if you don't, that if you're so used to the controller, you'll never get it. I think for certain, you got to be weaned fine, onto it. But like, if you have to do a lot of shit all at once, no. Like, I, yeah, I know, I would not be able to play a game like Cyberpunk 
with those controls. I would mm. be dead in like every time. But it's funny that you say that because like I hear the hardware really was designed for that PC experience. And I'm sure it was. Like he that. plays it on Stadia, but he plays it with a controller. Like he plugs a controller into his computer because I think with a lot of them you can just use the the USB and just plug it right in. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I could see that game definitely being tailored specifically to PCs, especially the higher running ones, the ones that I could never afford. Uh, <laughs> but I do find it funny, though, because, I mean, it's also on next gen. It's on Xbox One or um, Xbox what, Series S, I think, or the, the oh, newest God. Xbox. I don't even, don't I don't even, even know. Try. Don't even, don't know. even yeah. try. But um, and PS Five, but I do find it funny that they also make it for the PS Four and Xbox One. It's like, is it even necessary because it runs so horribly on the current generation of it consoles? It can't even run on the next like, why, gen console. Yeah, I mean, why <laughs> port it to the current generation of consoles? It, it Are you just, talking about Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, they yeah. just want to sell it. That's all it is. Because a lot yeah, of people still have it, the old like, gen. Yeah, the that recent article pretty much summed up the entire history, and mm-hmm. it's funny because like I don't know the the first the first take I had on it was like don't buy it for PS4 for old gen consoles because mm-hmm. it's broken, and it was like and even yeah. with the patches, everyone's like it's better, it's fixed, all the things are done. Like I literally just booted it up like an hour and a half ago, mm-hmm. and it took thirty minutes for my game to crash. Jeez. And I'm like, yeah, it's really fixed, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, like. Um, uh, the the recent article I went over the history of like what happened with Cyberpunk and it's it's crazy it is the it's worth a movie like if you if you really mm-hmm. want to write a good video game adaptation yeah. like how video games are made type movie situation I think Ooh. Cyberpunk's a great story because it's it's been every horrible thing that could happen did. yeah it's, it's and I mean cool. it it is bringing a lot of attention to the idea and the the terribleness that is crunch in the industry mm-hmm. and how much yes. it sort of yeah. really does a disservice to the entire thing. Like yeah. it literally like crunch just crunch is one of the big reasons why it failed so horribly because it's like, you know, as somebody in QA, you just you look at this game and you're just like, I feel so bad for their QA department because, you know, they were like, this happens. If you do this, it happens. And the crunch people are just like, yeah, sorry, we don't care that, you know, by design, ship it. And you're just like, why? A hundred percent. I heard that like all of the developers and people who worked on this, the QA people, everyone said don't release it. It's not ready. Yeah. And the executives were like, Gotta make we want order. our bonuses. We're just going to release it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the shame. It's like, you really got to learn how to take your time and make a good product. Like, what's its face? Ghost of Tsushima came out. And I, I know originally when it came out, it did have a couple of pretty funny bugs in it. But for mm-hmm. the most part, that game runs. Like, they did some updates on it, fixed a little bit of the, the little nation sit here and there. But for the most part, that game is beautiful. It runs beautifully. But I think the problem with a game like Cyberpunk is that, again, you get, like, that stupid, rabid fan base that's like, oh, how come it's not out? How come it's the not in my hand rats. yesterday? And it's, it's like, been, dude, it, it's, shut the fuck up and wait. It's yeah. been in development like, be hell, though, for how long? And like, for like quite a while, early, yeah. Because the, uh, the first trailer was 2013. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, that's the other problem, too, is, like, stop fucking teasing people with shit. If I mean, like that's you, how you know, make a shitload of money off these Make players, a realistic 100%. timetable and follow it. Don't yeah. fucking sit there and be like, oh, the buzz is really good. We got to get it out like next week. It's like, no, cut that shit out. 
Yeah. 100%. It's just, that one was weird because, like, they had Keanu attached. There was mm-hmm. all this hype, and, like, they had this good following because of Witcher. And, like, their, I think GOG.com is really big on, like, non copyrighted material being free, like, free reign type mm-hmm. shit. Like, they, they help change the internet, which is cool. Yeah. But, like, because of all this good, like, favor. They kind of took leeway with this release with Cyberpunk, and that, yeah. that good favor was just... Yeah, and it reminded it. me of when uh, that one Assassin's Creed came out, and they had all the people's faces falling off. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Brotherhood, <laughs> I think. Brotherhood, like I think, Brotherhood. yeah. yeah. Oh, and no, they, like, they looked... Oh, my God, like, they you want to traumatize terrifying. your child? Play some Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I've said it, like, before in the industry, you know, you, you've got to treat it like an engagement. Like, when you announce a game, you have to treat it like an engagement. Give it a fucking year to plan it and get everything in line, and then you can have your fucking wedding. But don't... Well, you know what's embarrassing? And this is the part that I added to, at the um, at the end of my last article, was uh, even though it is, like, there, it's a hot mess in every way you can imagine, this thing caused seizures. Caused, like, people were threatening to oh, kill yeah. other people. Well, because uh, the they executives made billions off it. this, and now they're getting sued by their investors. It's crazy, right? I still think the game's going to be fine. I think it's oh, sold yeah, well. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. You, with the refunds, it's still doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the patches will keep coming. And I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a Grand Theft Auto Five strategy where they're going to release shit online because it seems like... That makes sense. The structure of how this game was designed was meant for like online play. Yeah. Online. That makes I think the worst sense. thing that ever happened to video games is the day one patch. I hate that shit. Day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, they, a lot of people reason that it's because gaming's gotten too big, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. As soon as something gets big, it like all the flaws get exposed. A hundred percent, and like because of that, like we need bigger shit and more shit in the game, and because of that, it's yeah. like, it's buggy as fuck. That's and that's true. the thing. It's like again, you've got to think of it like an engagement. You have to look at all of the pieces that are going to go into this thing: photography, catering, guests, seating, all this <laughs> other bullshit. You got to look at all the pieces of the game that you want to put in there, and then you got to figure how long is it going to take me to implement this? How long is it going to take me to implement that? How long is it going to take me to get this together? Actors, writing, the whole nine, and then testing. You've got to like fucking take your time, and you've got to actually have a plan. And I feel like they just say, oh, we're going to do this and then add this and add this. And I've seen it like a number of times where people are just like, this game is supposed to come out, you know, in like two weeks and all of a sudden the fucking the higher ups are like, oh, by the way, we want to add this game into it like a mini game. And you're just like, no, this game is barely functioning right now. True. This is the reason that I kind of bash on uh, Kojima a little bit. I love that. Yeah, guy, but it's like, I he's love very him, but I agree, crazy I agree. with that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's like you got to you got to treat people like people, man. Like, yeah. I know oh, you're yeah. a genius. But... It is a shame, you know, and, and when you're dealing with licensed properties, it gets even worse. Yeah, mm. oh, that's literally what killed uh, one of my favorite studios, um, Telltale, or, uh, uh, until they got bought out. Yeah, that's right. Out, but, yeah. I I heard about that. Yeah. Well, Which they, license? Batman. 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 Oh. That's the one that killed. Remember, them. They spent like, so much money on those Batman yeah. games, and they didn't realize it was going to sap everything. Remember, but they also got a license for Game of Thrones and. Uh, oh uh, yeah, that's Walking right. Dead, so. The Walking Dead. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I remember uh, Norton and I uh, for a time I would go. Uh, from GameStop to GameStop asking if they had, because I thought it, w- it was on physical disc, the Telltale Batman game. And I think they were like, it's, no, it's online now or something like that. you got to purchase it online. I said, all right. And then before I knew it, they stopped making it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man. Cause it I really wanted to play that. <laughs> they're, they're good. Uh, I actually downloaded them. Uh, now's the perfect time. Now's the holiday sale if you want to play them. Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, they're like five, maybe like five bucks. 
Ooh. I Dan might treat myself. Everybody this year. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do want, you touched on something earlier that I definitely wanted to get uh, your take on because I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Obviously, mm-hmm. we knew, we know that 2020 has been a hot mess. Yeah. A, a, a heaping garbage fire. It, it's just terrible. But the thing is that it's also shifted and um, made us adapt to certain ways of changing our life. One of which is uh, theater going right now uh, is way down. Uh, Theaters are closing, which is sad. Um, But it's also bringing forth more content streaming. Uh, More people are sort of gunning for that position to be the top tier streaming. I mean, now we have HBO max, we have Disney plus, um, what is your take, uh, on the Warner brothers, the whole (laughs) fiasco and debacle? Because I know that I, whenever I read an article about it, the number one name that always pops up, Christopher Nolan. Why? Because he's a staunch, staunch hater of the whole policy of what Warner brothers had done. Which is yeah. basically decide decided to just push all their shit onto HBO Max. I think yeah. what is it, same day or something like that? Yeah, same day. Yeah. So the, everything that they're releasing movie wise is going to be on Max uh, simultaneously. Yeah. So. I, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good move on their part um, for I, from a filmmaker's perspective? I, do you think that it's it's shitty? It's a divided. It's a divided topic. Like yeah. I don't know anybody who isn't on one side or the other. Yeah. On this. Yeah. Um, so, like, Basam and I actually argued about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I'm actually with Nolan, mm-hmm. uh, but I have, a lot of my friends are actually with Warner Brothers. Um, in the, mostly in the sense that, like, these contracts were negotiated pre their decision to do this. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of actors, a lot of, a lot of the teams that worked on these movies, a lot, a lot of how profit works in the movie industry is, is like you make a shitload of money off movie ticket sales. Like the yeah. amount that goes back to the studio versus what actually goes to the theaters itself. Mm-hmm. The theaters really only make money off of concessions. The concessions. The, the yep. tickets go mm-hmm. 100% to the studio, yep. which then trickles down to the directors, your, your crew, your actors, et cetera, whatever. When you decide to take all these movies, like there's quite a few of them, and mm-hmm. and release them uh, on a digital platform, you're not seeing those residual ticket sales. You're not seeing the profits that you were going to see at a different point in time. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like, um, I think overall it'll help HBO Max because that that oh, is yeah. completely floundering right mm-hmm. now. Uh, in comparison, because like I think that and Disney Plus came out around are trying to compete with each other. Yeah. Disney Plus is at like 89 million fucking subscribers. Like they oh, killed yeah. it uh, mm-hmm. in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. HBO Max yeah, hand is like over barely, yeah, they're, they're barely hanging in there, which is bizarre because this was a perfect time for them to do it. And a lot of it has to do with their creative choices. Like they had three or four HBO apps going mm-hmm. until I think August, which is very confusing for most people because it's like, well, no, you need HBO now versus HBO Go versus yeah. HBO Max. Why didn't you just consolidate it? They did eventually, mm-hmm. but by then it was very confusing yeah uh, to say the least too little, too on top late. of the fact that at&t also owns an app that i use which is called at&t direct tv now oh. uh, so they're trying to completely sell off and get rid of that Ooh. and i don't know what's actually going to happen to their direct tv or whatever that app is yeah. because it's technically a live television competitor to their own app with hbo max really wow. so like it's it's a nightmare and because that's a nightmare they made it an even bigger nightmare by saying we're gonna move all the movies to our app because nobody's watching on our app and like Jeez. i they put a big oh hello yeah oops you're still here 
Hello. Yeah. Yeah. They put a bandaid on the issue, but like it's it's weird. Yeah. Because I I could I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my, uh, that my... seems like a total shit show. I mean. Yeah. Quite honestly, yeah. it's like so. Make um, up your so mind, we're, guys. basically, where I stand is is um I I feel bad for those who mm-hmm. who were looking for, who were needed that money and oh yeah fucked over by this mm-hmm. deal. Um, but I, I do think that is even though it probably is the direction that the industry is going, it's yeah. kind of killing the movie theater. Like the the theaters needed content. Yeah, um, and I, in comparison, Disney has not actually said they're going to do the same thing like officially yet. Like they're they're still trying to do theater releases. They're still planning on Black Widow being a movie release predominantly. So. I hope so. I I truly hope so. That James Bond stuff like that. I the funny thing is that like. I honestly err on the side of Christopher Nolan, uh, just from like a movie lover, filmmaker standpoint. I, I mean, there, there's nothing that could replicate to me uh, going to a movie theater and seeing a movie on the big screen. Uh, to me, uh, honestly, and I'm going to sound a little hyperbolic, but um, it's almost like a religious experience for me, <laughs> even if it's a bad movie. I just love going to the movie theater. But, makes sense. You're gathering with people. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, but the thing is that with Tenet, which I yet to see, but I know this Tenet was supposed to be like that whole tentpole movie of we're going to bring the people back to the theaters. We're going to get those seats filled. Like cinema won't die on the vine. And it's kind of like, first of all, Tenet was a flop. Um, critically, I think it was pretty, it, it was pretty well received. I mean, I think a pretty fair um, reception to it, but nobody really went to go see it. I wanted to go see it, but then I don't know about you um, and I don't know about you, Norton, but for people like me, I'm like, first of all, it's indoors. Um, Obviously, I'm very responsible. I wear a mask wherever I go, Uh, but am I really going to want to keep a mask on for two plus hours? And I mean, I would, but the thing is then, do I know if the person behind me is going to take their mask off and it's indoors. So it's not exactly circulated properly. Uh, so, I mean, there's so many factors and I think that's if what it's a dine in theater. You're going to take that mask off to eat. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I'm, I, I, I think that, uh, can we get the butts back in the seats? I hope so. Uh, I just read something recently. Tom Hanks, um, was asked like, uh, what do you think about, like the state of movies and the the movie going experience right now, and he said that cinema is not going to die. The movie, the whole experience of going to movies won't die. Uh, he said though that though uh, Marvel is going to be a dominator in that field, though um, that that will definitely fill the seats. Which see, I I'm actually I don't know. Like this is where industry people are getting mixed signals because I feel yeah. like if anything, this kills the blockbuster. It's because uh, I've heard the, case, the opposite like, too. I've heard uh, okay. the opposite in the sense of the blockbuster will come back in the sense of because mo- it's going to be movie going. Uh, the movie going experience is going to be more or less a luxury, and yeah. so you're going to have more tentpole movies, which means that you're not going to have as many movies come out or you're not going to have as many movies come out in the theater. But when they do, it's going to be. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's wishful thinking for the people that say this, but you're going to have like your Star Wars like events. You're going to have your Jaws like events. You're like the uh. the true blockbuster will come back. I, I mean, it's just projection from these people. 
I have no idea where it stands. I mean, the future is I, uncertain. I think that strategy works if you have a lot of movie theaters. But that's I true. don't know if we're going to have a lot of movie theaters that's after tr- this. That's very true. I think yeah. um, I think the Regal um, uh, movie uh, company had uh, filed for bankruptcy recently. And it's just so weird, speaking of like kicking 2020 to the curb. 2020s kicked so many things to the curb. I mean, businesses, obviously, movie theaters, th- uh, f- franchises, like all these things. So I guess uh, what I have to ask you and you, Norton, too, is uh, if there's one thing out of like everything uh, of 2020 that you would love to say sayonara to, uh, what would it be? Ooh, um, yeah, just let's air out the grievances. Festivus is over, but <laughs> uh, D- Donald Trump. Yes, <laughs> I think we could all agree on that one. That, I don't think that he's going away. That's pretty. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think he's going to fight tooth and nail to stay in the, the spotlight somehow. Oh, oh definitely. Totally. He's a narcissist. Yeah. He needs it. Yeah, uh, that bothers me. No, that uh, I, I'm going to say, fuck you, COVID. The best we can hope for is death. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but you know what? He'd probably even haunt us then. Uh, well, I, uh, somebody had said, I was watching um, one of the late night shows, and they had uh, one of the political commenters had said that the worst thing that they fear about this whole Donald Trump presidency is that not that he'll come back, but that he'll breed basically a new version of himself that will be Ooh. smarter and more capable <laughs> than he was smarter faster so better. that they get into office and they can actually do like cheney level damage like Ooh, if you had a that's like you had that's a cheney that's dc villain level well that's the thing like if you had a, a dick cheney with donald trump's ability to control the people yeah. that's a dangerous chimera right there yeah and it's it's coming like we don't know when and we <laughs> yeah, don't know how that's true. And we need to like build some kind of Death Star to prepare for it. No, I could I could see like the the Hall of Injustice. Just the White House is like the new uh, League of uh, Legion of Doom. I, could I do totally think see that, that we're seeing the end of the two party system. Everyone yeah. thinks I'm fucking insane. No, no, I, you I'm know, like, what? no, no, no. I really think Trump I honestly his agree. own party. I really I hope think, so. I think the I think the left has also created their own party as well. Like, yeah. Between those who are very left and then like the neolibs, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're in a four-party system now. We just nobody's willing to call it for what it is. Personally, yeah. Yeah. It, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the problem is that you know, not to make this a political oh, no. conversation it's fine. because we, we literally everybody this. hates politics, <laughs> and I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we just have to. The people in power need to literally make some genuine changes to the way that power is achieved in our country. And I mean, the way that we vote, like I used to, we watched, um, I showed Rob the episode too. There was a show called Patriot Act with uh, Hassan Minaj Mm -hmm. that got canceled this year. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, But he did a really excellent episode on voting and how like fucked up voting is in the country because of the all or nothing system that we have. And he was like, if we did a ranked voting system, like a ranked, I forgot what it's called, ranked choice, I think it's called voting it would be like i think um massachusetts actually does it um but he's like if you could institute that you probably would have avoided donald trump as president Mm -hmm. like back in 2016 because it's not a system where like 
the tiny majority wins, like the minority majority wins. It's a it's a system where it's like, okay, you put people in order from first to last. And if your first candidate doesn't make it, then they all your votes go to your second candidate. So you have to imagine there were people that probably would have listed Donald Trump down at like maybe fourth or fifth rank. So he would have never gotten to the point, I don't think, 100%. that he would have made it. No, that's very true. Because I, I have a like again, the 2016 was supposed to be Jeb Bush's year. Everybody mm, knew it. Like yeah. that was basically his payment the for getting Bush elected, for getting yeah. his brother elected. <laughs> yeah, like over and, Al Gore. Same way, Hillary. That was her year to because of all of the shit that she's done for the party. Yeah. Oh, and then I don't, look what the I fuck just mean happened. like he literally stole Florida for his brother. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> the Republicans have been stealing elections for years. That's what the electoral well, yeah. college is. It wouldn't be politics if it were otherwise. <laughs> Well, it's true. That's well, it's because, true. you know, Politics we just we let these people do these things and it's like nobody nobody just I don't know, I just can't do it. Blind eye they weave it. it into our history and then they're like, Oh, we can't get rid of it, it's tradition. It's like if it was tradition is it to like kill your mom with a sledgehammer when you turn eighteen, would you really keep going with that? When well, you at some yeah, point be like, be, Maybe I, I shouldn't know, kill my mom. Story. Yeah, there's gotta be somebody just raising their head and saying, like, Hey guys, um, Something's off about this. I, I can't I put my, my finger mom. on this it. This is fucked up. But yeah, something's <laughs> a little off. I'm not going to do this. I will see you guys later. But yeah. we need a new tradition. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we need a new tradition. Maybe instead like, of taking a sledgehammer to her, let's just hug her and say I love you. Let's and, give her flowers. And then everybody Done. else is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to kill you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, look, we've been killing our moms for years. This yeah. is the way it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to that whole like Simpsons joke of like the alien comes down and they're like, he's showing us love. Let's break his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I bring Everybody you peace. Everybody kill him. I bring you love. I, I love that you episode. Peace yeah. and love. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a stoned Mr. Burns. Yeah. yeah, it's just Mr. Burns on like quaaludes <laughs> with his fucking eyes dilated. <laughs> It's a great. I will say that, um, especially this year, though, uh, even though like movies have taken a a really large hit, uh, I'm gonna say TV though had flourished um, outside of the aforementioned of what we were all saying. Uh, yes, animation domination still kills it. Uh, Bob's Burgers just, I think, had their mid season finale a couple of weeks ago. I think two weeks ago or something like that. Uh, oh, the Christmas episode? Christmas episode. Uh, now, what's coming new, which I'm kind of curious about, um, is the, what is it called? The Great North? The from, Great North. From Lauren Bouchard. Uh, and I love everything that he does, so I can't see this being a disappointment whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know. Are you looking forward to any new shows coming up in the winter? I you know it's funny because I, I kept talking to everybody here that mm -hmm. like we should cover things now because the the, the um the dry spell the dry season is going to happen because like nobody's shooting anything yeah I was wrong like there's still a lot of new stuff coming mm -hmm. out and I'm like oh my god how much how much do we invest in television now and the answer is it's it's a lot a lot oh yeah oh yeah TV like people underestimate television but it's been making a steady climb for the last like. 10 years yeah but i mean I, I would argue much... that um yeah. the shield when the shield yeah. came out mm -hmm. on uh what was it fx or FX. whatever it was at the time mm -hmm. i forget like that yeah that was, was like the start of it yeah that was when television like everybody really started to go oh you don't need to pay for hbo to get quality television yeah like oh you can do really interesting stories on 
just cable TV as yeah. opposed to like, because at that time it was, you know, HBO and Showtime were like the big dominant mm-hmm. television yeah. personalities in it's terms of like really push the envelope TV. Yeah. And, you know, all the networks were like, well, I've got my sitcoms. And you're like, yeah, that's great. You, you go, you know, you go <laughs> Another, play with yourself like, no in a corner, sitcoms. NBC. Nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, like they, Fox was sitting there like, I'm kind of edgy. And they were like, yeah, Bart Simpson was great 20 years ago. Tell me when you got something new. That's true. And then fucking <laughs> FX comes along and they're like, look, I got a dirty cop and everything's going to hell. And everyone's like, done. Yeah. And well, from there on out, television made its its steady climb yeah. to the point where it's like now everybody says, oh, we're at the golden age of television. We are, Like, though. bitch, we've been in the golden age of television. You just weren't paying attention. I mean- That well, shit was turning I mean, the whole time. You're correct with, like, The Shield being at the vanguard of that. But there's certain, I guess, watermarks in TV history. Like, when TV first started out, I'll be honest, uh, from what I could- remember just of my knowledge of tv history it fucking sucked i mean you had your cool shows like the monsters and the adams family but you had really shitty shows like mr ed and don't you go shitting on mr ed (laughs) my mother the car which was an actual show i shit you not. my mother the car sounds amazing yeah it was (laughs) such a dumb show but then you had like one of those watermarks is the twilight zone came along and yeah, and then that just kind of people thought, oh, you, you can actually tell compelling stories. You can actually have compelling writing. And so from that point, then you had your All in the Families and then your Mashes and stuff like that. I, I Love Lucy. I uh, mean, early television had what, the Dick Van Dyke show? That Dick Van Dyke show, like stuff like that. But shed show Plus. at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at some point, there was a lull. And so, yeah, I remember in the 90s, I don't remember outside of Twin Peaks, which is one of my favorite shows still to Ugh. this day. Uh, I th- I really don't remember too many shows that really captured my imagination. Then, yes, you had The Shield, and The Shield at the Vanguard made way for your Breaking Bads and your Mad Men and stuff like that. Where, it, Pretty it, much whereas, the age of the anti-hero. But yeah. Actually, yeah, you're very true. Very right. I wrote, oh, I know. I wrote a piece on uh, about the end of the Golden Age, which a lot I didn't realize this, but I, I mm. looked at metrics and comments, and like a lot of people were like, "Who's this masturbating writer? He's <laughs> just like the end of the Golden Age. Go fuck yourself." Everyone says that, and I'm like, "Wow, mm. internet." Yeah, <laughs> that was all Reddit. I, I think uh, our oh, comments nice. were fine, but I think on Reddit, it's the one... internet. If somebody doesn't tell you to go fuck yourself, you're not on. You're it. not doing That's your job true. right. Thank That's you. true. Right? Yeah. But yeah. like that was one of my favorite pieces. But the the reason I'm bringing it up is because mm-hmm. I stressed very heavily. I felt like Game of Thrones was the last water cooler show. Yeah. If that makes any sense? No, that's true. Like, now, post-Thrones, yeah. there's there's a billion mm-hmm. shows. And, like, everyone's like, oh, man, did you see this? Did you see this? Yeah. That's great. But, like, unanimously, I don't know a thing mm-hmm. which, like, everyone watched. Actually, like, uh, I, I think will, yeah. maybe. I will What's say up? that Game of Thrones was one of those rare instances where, like, it, it was pretty much, like, everybody. And it, mind you, I it wasn't was an event. because yeah. I don't have HBO. Yeah. And I've checked out like an episode or two. I'd probably get into it, but you know, I didn't watch it. And it, much like Breaking Bad, I'm probably never going to, and I don't care. Well, you don't care about Breaking <laughs> Bad. No, I definitely don't. I fucking hate anti-hero shows, except for House. For some reason, I watch that, but uh, that's House because is I like Hugh Laurie. <laughs> yeah. And also, it was on Fox. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do have a so thing you have access it. to Fox. I have kind of a weird thing against cable because I dedicated a lot of my time to network television which i'm sure a lot of people are like oh you can't call yourself a tv lover if you like network tv i'd be like mm. fuck you dude it, <laughs> network does some well, pretty cool like i just finished watching next 
That was actually a pretty cool series. Wasn't it canceled lie. though? We covered that a lot in Comic Con. Next time we, well, is it done? I don't Next, know. yeah, it just yeah. finished. Yeah, I, I actually okay. just watched the uh, two-hour finale. Now okay. they said that it was going to be a limited run, like one season show, but we'll see what happens when the numbers come in because they always do that shit where they're like, oh, it's just going to be one season, and then and there's then it a blows fucking up, second and they're like, season. Let's screen light all. And they yeah. they definitely set it up in a way that they could if they wanted to do a second season. Definitely mm-hmm. have that opportunity. So I don't trust them saying like, "Oh, this is just a limited engagement." It's like, but, but no, so you're, you're just don't lie to me. That I, that I was mentioning, it's like, yeah, Game of Thrones ended. Everyone talked about that. Done. But now it's like there's there's just yeah, there's, there's so like many, a plethora, so many things, and every, nobody's and concentrating on, on one cable, singular on thing. All the streaming services. Netflix yeah. alone does an original movie and an original TV show every week yeah oh, netflix th- that's is in u.s netflix mm-hmm. the, there's multiple netflixes oh yeah way. there's a reason that. that like rick and morty had that joke about like oh it's not that hard to get a netflix deal <laughs> like, it's a totally yeah. achievable goal <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy yeah. how much television there is and that's um, why like we'll never be shy of covering but it's like dude like i still haven't watched queen's gambit everyone says it's the oh, shit. it's, it's oh, pretty it's good. amazing it's yeah, pretty it was good. a good show it's like, ugh, there's just so much. Yeah. So much no, it is I, a lot to eat, I, I will say. Like, as somebody who personally loves television and watches way too much, like an unhealthy amount, I I, I agree with you. Like, there's a lot that I don't get on board with because I just, I can't. Like, I just don't have the time to dedicate. And I think part of the thing that one of the, the silver linings of this shit show of a year is the fact that because a lot of people were working from home or did unfortunately lose their jobs, uh, you know, you did have that time all of a sudden where it's like, all right, well, and and I'll tell you, like daytime television, regular daytime TV sucks. There is nothing <laughs> hey, on. I like my judge like, shows. Yeah, they don't judge me. You've got your judge show shit. You've got your weird, uh, you got more general hospital type style shit, and, and then soaps. you've got soaps. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't fall in either of three of those categories, it's like, all right, well, what what do I watch now? Well, now you've got Netflix. Now you've got HBO Max. Now you've got uh, a Prime Hulu. Video. Yeah. All those um, other fucking Yeah, assholes. and if you've got no reason to say, oh, I can't watch it. Or if you're like me, you have a DVR that works probably, you know, way too hard. My poor DVR. Mm. Shout out to my DVR. But oh. it's, uh, wow, you know, I've never heard there. anybody shout out their DVR, but that's how shout much... Shout out I'm, to my DVR. That's... The hardest working DVR. <laughs> it, the hardest working DVR in show business. <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I'm like, it's stupid. It doesn't make yeah. sense. But, but no, I mean, that's how much of a TV lover Norton is. I could personally attest to this i agree with you christian and though there's such a plethora of shows and the thing about just human beings in general is we love options but give us too many options and we don't love options anymore because it's just too much uh yeah. and yeah with netflix just pumping out new content it's not just netflix anymore now too you gotta remember yeah. all these other networks are, just, are also just pumping out material apple apple has their own oh yeah original content i, I will about say apple. though the bright side of all this is that we're finally 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 and i've said this on multiple occasions that i hope this extends someday to broadcast and cable kind of does it but we're finally getting more digestible season sizes yeah 
I you know, you're, yes. you're, you've got like eight episode seasons or 10 episode seasons or maybe the rare 13 or 12, which is, I think, what the Netflix ones originally started out as. Mm-hmm. But it's like I would love to see a network show that is, you know, fucking anything under 20 would yeah. be amazing, which I think right yeah. now the only one I know of currently that kind of does that is uh, This Is Us, which is probably the last like really big tentpole yeah. network show that I know of mm. and they don't do they do about like 18 shows a season which is still pretty That's close still to less 22 than your, your old school than. season like, exactly and I'm hoping someday us. they whittle it down like I would be comfortable with maybe like a solid 13 episode season yeah. or maybe like at most 15 but like cut this shit out I don't need 24 fucking episodes of a show I don't need 22 episodes it's too much you end up with all the bloat in it yeah. even the fucking 8 episode shows occasionally have like bullshit you know throwaway episodes yeah, I'm like but this that's should how not be a thing ads. It's literally just we're gonna make it this long because we're gonna put a lot of convenient ad places. Exactly, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, I hate I hate television when it's made for the sake of like let's squeeze as much ad time as we can. It's like no, yeah. come up with a a good storyline for the season, make it blah 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 episodes ten, twelve, fifteen, whatever you want to do, and then execute it, and then go to the next one or have the next season or do whatever you want. I thought one of the cool things that was gonna happen this season, which kind of did so i'm, I'm kind of happy that i was a little bit right about it was mm-hmm. that we were going to get sort of partially completed shows because we didn't know how much was really shot before everything got shut down yeah. so i was thinking oh we're going to get like those shorter seasons now and we're going to get a bunch of shows doing them so that people can actually get used to it and we kind of got that which was nice mm-hmm. yeah no that's very true so it's and like my my personal takeaway from 2020 if there's any sort of silver lining to it aside from the ones I may have already mentioned, is like, please, please, please let the networks see that you can do good with shorter seasons. Make it happen. Make shorter seasons happen. Make shorter series happen. Yeah. Fucking Grey's Anatomy is, what, 16 seasons Uh, now? Cut that shit out. (laughs) You're done. You had a school shooting. You had a fucking helicopter crash. You had a goddamn bus crash. You had a fucking plane crash. You've covered everything. Every crash imaginable. You have... What two original people left in your cast? Mm. You have like the one old black doctor the that wife died of Alzheimer's, I think, not a hundred percent sure, mm. or she got cured because it's fucking Grey's Anatomy, and you have fucking Meredith Grey, and that's it. Mm. Everybody else left because they were like, "Fuck this noise, it's too long." Yeah, <laughs> they well. killed off Patrick Dempsey because he was probably like Shonda, please, and she's like, "You're out." <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And Shonda doesn't know when to quit, but I mean, the thing is that she has so many shows under her belt. I mean, I haven't seen could... her new series. I want to check it out. My which friend one? told me that I should definitely watch it. So, which one? Bridger- Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. we actually cover are covering that right now. Yeah, or we I did. do. I, I enjoy it. the new wave of colorblind casting. I'm really enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Like that's in terms cool. of if you do a period piece or you do something that's more traditionally just an all white cast, they've been like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go Hamilton on this." we're just casting whoever the fuck we want yeah that's pretty dope and I I love that I'm like yes more of that please yeah oh yeah and speaking of that 2020 also saw for us plebeians not able to afford a ticket to Hamilton Disney Plus came out with Hamilton Hamilton especially in time for for COVID so yeah. and it, it was phenomenal. Like, yeah, uh, that that really did well for Disney Plus. Oh yeah, their whole strategy was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I give them major kudos because like 
like if you just rewind time like a year ago, mm-hmm. I think everyone was canceling their Disney Plus. Oh it's like, yeah, Mandalorian's gone. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like there's nothing on here that really interests me. Yeah, uh, and like you never know, count Disney out, man. Yeah, and then like over time, it was like, well, here's Hamilton. It's like, wait, what? The Broadway play? It's like, yeah, okay. And then after that, it was like, okay, here's everything that you ever wanted. Yeah, like, yeah. they have a new show every like month coming they out. They know their like, shit. Now and yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a reason they've been around as long as they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, a yeah. large part of their revenue, though, um, is ESPN. Like, they make a shit ton of money from that. And <clears throat> obviously, Norton doesn't give a shit about this, but I'm going to briefly say 2020 also gave us, because I love basketball. I don't seem like that type of person Uh-oh. that would like basketball, but I love you basketball. You do not. Yeah, I know. It's weird. You're, You're like that asshole to... that drinks wine and watches basketball. It's like, what? <laughs> I would, yeah, you know what? You know me too, too. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that 2020 saw something which to me is phenomenal um, and groundbreaking, a game changer, if you will, which is the bubble. NBA saw the bubble. Uh, oh, the bubble, okay. And you know what the bubble is, right? Like, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, basically, all the team ho- teams housed in uh, Walt Disney World, and uh, no COVID, no signs of COVID, um, very strict, and they had a good season. Like everybody saw a decent season, and the games were actually that much more compelling, even though the fans weren't there. Uh, and like for other sporting events, it's interesting because I really don't watch baseball, but I've seen a few games here and there since COVID. And it's just really random because you'll see people in the stadium, but you notice that they're not moving. They're literally just cardboard people. So that's I love cardboard audiences. That's my favorite thing. That's something that yeah. That's something that I never thought I couldn't even fathom seeing on TV. The Denver Broncos, Mm -hmm. what they did for their audience because it's it's you know Denver. Mm -hmm. um, They use cardboard cutouts of South Park characters. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Because it's, it's literally class. right there. That's amazing. Like that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just if a year ago you were to tell me, like, all this shit would be happening, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You're out of your gourd. And now it's kind of like, okay, this is all happening. I mean, like, you got to give credit to, like, human ingenuity on that one. Because well, it's like, yeah. we, we adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all, like, I, I kind of, when I... um when I was watching the talk shows at the beginning of all this, when this first started happening and they kind of like, they whittled their audience down in the beginning and then they started doing it with no audience, but they were still in the studios. Mm -hmm. And then they just were like, all right, we're just going to show like reruns now. And I was like, okay, so I guess that's the end of talk shows. And then all of a sudden you had like them from home, like they're a fucking YouTube channel. And I was like, all right, let's see how you do. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's been interesting to me to see them, adjust and sort mm-hmm. of like the entertainment industry as a whole has learned how to sort of pivot and be like okay we and can deal funny. with this like we're not gonna you know crawl into a hole for the whole year and be like well hopefully you'll be there when we come out it's like no <laughs> we'll we'll be there we'll, we're gonna we're gonna work it out the internet 100%. makes it possible a hundred percent and they actually hired a lot of influencers and youtubers and people who knew how to do this mm. to yeah. work on those shows mm. so they could learn how to adapt yeah I, it was funny i was watching a, a youtube um episode about a guy who is sort of criticizing the different talk show hosts and he's like mm-hmm. which one has done it the best and he uh he ultimately landed on trevor noah because he was like <laughs> they, he does a lot of things that like younger youtube people do on their like i guess youtube channels versus mm-hmm. like the other 
talk show hosts who kind of keep to the old format. Mm. And um, I was like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm old, so I enjoyed the older format. But I like The Daily Show, too, and I thought everything they did was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer I, it without an audience, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love how how people have adapted. Mm-hmm. That's, it's it, You guys hit it on the nail. Like, it's cool seeing us grow. Because I think, yeah. like, a lot... If anything, if there's one, like, good thing that came out of this, mm-hmm. it's, like, we're going to learn how to use, like, online digital infrastructures better. Yes. Because, yeah, we, we've proven, yeah, like, a lot of the work you can do from home. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the stuff is kind of redundant. A lot of meetings are kind of redundant. Oh, yeah. God, um, I really do hope this kind of, like, restructures the workforce, too. Because it's, like, do you so. see how many things you can, A, do from home, and B, don't actually need done? Yes. Or, like, like how many things would be just an email? Yeah, yeah. There's so many jobs that it's, like, Dude, this is just boring, bullshit, busy work that nobody yeah. wants to do. Like, cut this 100%. fuck out and give them a real job. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. I do find it very interesting, though, like, touching on your whole thing of, um, like, especially, like, late night talk show hosts and stuff like that. Because now we <clears throat> can hear or read about, like, productions being halted or uh, certain protocols being put in place. Uh, obviously sets are more closed off. Uh, they're a, a lot more intimate, less people, which sucks because it's less jobs. People obviously need to make money. Uh, but mm-hmm. the one thing I kind of find interesting is that, especially with late night talk show hosts, you actually in real time see how they've adapted. You see, because you have different, like obviously Stephen Colbert works from home. Uh, Trevor Noah works from home. Uh, I want to say John Oliver. I was the only one who's still at home. What? Steve Colbert. Colbert went back to the studio. Fallon went back to the studio. All the network ones went back to the studio. Yeah, now you see some of them going back to the studio. I know Jesus and Marrow, which is one of my favorite shows, uh, they used to, they were doing um, Zoom for a while with their guests uh, and each other. Uh, But now I think, because they've been renewed for third season, I believe. Um, on Showtime, uh, in January, I believe they're coming back. They're still trying to debate whether they should go back to their new because they have a new studio that they were about to actually film from, and then COVID hit, so they didn't even get a chance to actually film there yet. But now they're debating on should we return to the studio? Should we not? Like, should we still hold it off? So it's interesting to see how these people have adapted or are trying to figure it out. Uh, because we're all doing like it, it sounds cheesy, but we're all in this together. I mean, that's the thing. It, we all are going through the same shit, so it's kind of like we're all still trying to figure all of this and how to sort of work our ways around this. Hundred percent. So, I mean, thankfully, I believe that humans are a very adaptable species. I don't want to go towards the whole um, agent. Sad but true. Yeah, well, I don't want to go on the whole Agent Smith philosophy and say that humans are a virus. Oh, they are. Which, yes, I I also agree with. But, I mean, if there's one thing about 2020 that I will definitely take away on a positive side, because I like to look at the brighter side at sometimes, uh, it's the A, the resilience of man. And also how just people, Sorry. yeah, people, uh, and uh, how people can come together for a singular purpose to survive and to support one another. 
that's that's something that I in this whole dumpster fire of a year, especially with Trump, you would think that, oh, I mean, and granted, this year has been quite tumultuous and turbulent. But I mean, in spite of it all, I have faith in my fellow human being. So I know Norton's like completely opposite. She's probably rolling her eyes. I could hear you from the other room rolling your eyes <laughs> and grinding your molars. It's an appropriate sound and response to what is ultimately just not true about people. People are the worst. Well, yeah. Well, she again, night and day. That's that's why people love hearing Norton and I, because I try <laughs> to be the sunny side. And I fail miserably when it comes to Norton. Norton is a, a pregnant rain cloud just hovering over everybody. Just ready to pour. Yeah, the rain ready, ready to pour the rain at any point. Mind you, it's acid rain. So oh, that's prepared. true. That's so true. It, it makes everybody else cry. Yeah. If I'm going to get you wet, it's going to be a bite. So, I mean, out, I. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the hopeful message. Mm hmm. I, I don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying. I think all of us can just try to do our best. Yeah, and try to try to keep on keeping roll on. Roll with whatever happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Keep on trucking. Um, yeah, that, I got I got nothing else to say except just keep hanging in there because we're almost we're almost at the end of whatever craziness this is. Yeah, I mean, you Although do I don't realize think that they said back. that the they said that, that the Roaring Twenties was a result of the 1918 pandemic mm. so we've still got two years until this shit picks up yeah, yeah. well technically a year well yeah two mm. years because we got next yeah. year and then the year after everyone yeah. will be like oh I my mean, god if history repeats itself but i mean history always repeats well itself. yeah it does uh but true. hopefully 2021 going into that is looking a little brighter hopefully i think so i mean um, you just gotta keep your head up yeah, I like that. Uh, is there anything in particular you guys are looking forward to uh, for the new year, either in, in your own lives or in entertainment? I don't know. Um, I'm definitely, uh, because uh, I still love writing for the work print, but I haven't been on my TV script game in a while, so I'm going to go back to that. I'm looking forward to hitting that hard because yeah. I realize at, at writing for the work print, I write and then I – once I finish the article, I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I, f I forget, like, oh, I got a couple of scripts that I'm working on. So I'm definitely hitting the, the pounding the pavement hard with uh, this year or this upcoming good. year with scripts because I forgot how fun. I mean, it can be. And Christian, you know this as a fellow script writer, uh, mm -hmm. how excruciating the process can be, how lonely it can be, but how so fucking rewarding it can be too when you. Get that line down. Get that scene down. Get just just get the whole script finished, and you could just put it aside and take a nice sigh of relief and say, you know what, <laughs> I made that. A hundred percent agree with you on that. It, it's a beautiful feeling. It to is finish, uh, something really hard that you. Yeah, it's done. a great feeling. I, it sucks. It, yeah. The process to get there kind of sucks sometimes, but it's still beautiful to get there. And it feels wonderful. And honestly, work on work on that and do, do your thing. Mm -hmm. and, and like keep keep reaching for it. Yeah. I think it's it's a it's a who can wait each other out type of game. Yeah. From what I understand as well, mm -hmm. like a, a lot of people give up too early or just give up entirely. Yeah. Uh, you never know when success is just right around the corner. Oh, like, totally. That's that's why like I just keep chugging along. It's yeah. pretty, pretty all I can do right now. Uh, I'm looking also forward to uh, 
hopefully in 2021. I don't see why not. Uh, Harley Quinn was obviously renewed, so hopefully we'll see the tertiary season of Harley Quinn. I'm looking forward to that. What we do in the shadows definitely comes back. Uh, I think, I'm not positive, but I think Atlanta comes back, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, More than likely. So uh, that, like, a lot of good TV. Uh, Movie-wise, I don't know of too many right now outside of, like, your big temple, like 007, and um, what was the other one? that uh, Black Widow and stuff like that. Um, Outside of that, I... On in the immediate future, I guess you could say, um, just looking forward to my birthday being one year older. That comes mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. Oh, happy early birthday! Thank you. I'm a Capricorn, so <laughs> I, I well, no, I say that proudly because David Bowie's also Capricorn. Oh my god! So I, I, any chance I could put myself and Bowie in the same sentence? I, I am golden. That's is that what you see in the mirror? David Bowie. Yeah, it's exactly. I can, I can see that. It's almost it's yeah. like Bloody Mary, but cooler. Oh my god! But yeah, uh, what are you Norman, looking what, forward to? What about to? you? Uh, is there anything else that you're looking for, or is there anything you're looking forward to, or or like excited about in the future? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't really get excited about things. Yeah, I kind of suck that way. <laughs> That's okay. Some I think it's. Again, like I overall, I hope that, like I said, the pattern for television seasons gets shorter. I hope that the political side of things gets a little bit better. Mm. I hope that we develop a bit more common sense in terms of being afraid of people that are very power hungry and actually putting things in place that can stop them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But otherwise, you know, I I look forward to our ant overlords and I hope to... (laughs) Encourage people to work in their sugar mines. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'll come to that. That is a very botched Simpsons quote. So for anyone, I, I know nice. that I fucked the shit out of that quote, but I don't mind. I still liked it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I um, I am looking forward to, as well, getting back to writing. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, like I, I'm pretty proud of the work that I've done yeah. in the past like, year. You're a great writer. Especially. Like, numbers are great. Um, But... Writing in my own voice mm-hmm. has been really drifting apart this year. Yeah. And it, it was happening a little bit before mm-hmm. uh, COVID, too. So I kind of want to get back to that. And for remembering, who am I even trying to be? Because, yeah. like, I don't know. I've, I've emulated so many styles, and I thought I knew mine for a long time. And, like, after all this craziness, mm-hmm. I'm just like, do I really know who I am? I don't know. And I kind of want to figure out that this year. That's always... Uh, in terms of the writing. Yeah, writer's journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of like excited for new entertainment, mm-hmm. um, oh my god, everything that Disney's re- like, I hate how much I'm in love with Disney now, but mm-hmm. like all the Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff, I'm super excited. The House of Mouse, baby. And yeah, it's weird. Just, just like, drink how- the Kool Aid and enjoy the ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's ca- yeah. I'm so one of those people now. It's just like yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm you gonna can go to hate Star Disney Wars all you want, but Disney will eventually get you. Yeah, there's too many things to love, especially because like I, I've loved Marvel since a kid. And, like, oh yeah, so many great things coming out. Yeah. Ugh. Um, what else? Uh, I look forward to just the the moment that the government's like, you know what? For the most part, we're all good. Everybody's vaccinated. You can go about your daily lives now. Granted, nothing's going to be the same. But I mean, I look forward to hopefully at some point this year hanging out with you, Basam. Jad, the whole crew, uh, yeah. maybe doing like some destination dogs and shit like that. 
I miss that. I miss that place so much. God, indoor dining. I yeah. want that. Indoor dining. That's yeah. what I, I mean. A lot of people to. have gone back, but it's. I don't think it's safe. Personally. Safe indoor dining. Yes. I want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, totally at agree. least the illusion of safety. Mm. I mean, it was always just the germ-filled. Well, that's true. Uh, game of Russian roulette, but we never knew it, which was beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. True. I will say that that's one thing that this year has affected me forever mm-hmm. is I didn't realize how germy <laughs> yeah. everything is, especially oh, yeah. in terms of eating. Now it's yeah. like, oh man, I spent so many nights at those bars. It's I like, used to oh. get, I used to get sick like every year around the same time, and it was usually like around this time, like around the winter time. Mm. And I realize now that it's probably because like I'm out in the mall and there's you know God knows how many like you know stomach flu infected people that are coughing all around me. You don't think about it at all. You're just like da 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 walking through the mall. They're like. 10 yards away from you gives a shit yeah. and it's like no they're all in the air and it's coming to get you yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna wear a face mask for the rest of my life now. <laughs> mm-hmm. like i'm gonna make that a fashion yeah. trend it's gonna be one of my things it's just i, yeah. I don't yeah no it's, it's, it's that's happening it, like it, <laughs> that's it, it's interesting because i just us as americans we would look in years past or like in the years past we would see people uh, in China and stuff or, or, or people of Asian descent even around America wearing masks and I think as Americans we're like well SARS is done but then now uh, we as Americans think you know what they had it right to begin with like they already they were well, on it before way before we were on it and now let's be honest buddy half of us yeah <laughs> half of us believe that well, yeah. the other half yeah. not so much it's true yeah but yeah, just that's where your faith in humanity fails miserably. <laughs> no, that's true. No, that's true. It's humanity. It's, is it's a the same thing with the Biden stuff. It's like we won. Bunch. Everything is going to be normal again. I'm like, let's not forget that a good half also. Yeah, yeah. Still voted for the guy despite everything else. Yeah, we're not out of the yeah. weeds yet. But yeah, yeah. indoor dining. Ooh, that's actually man. it's actually the concept I'm doing. I'm going to talk about it openly because I don't care anymore. I'm going to. Uh, it's actually a concept I'm doing for a comic book. I kind of want to do my own type of boys type comic book, Ooh, except nice. uh, I want it to be about political climates and like. What if we made superheroes except there were like half that were extreme leftists and half that were extreme rights oh. and like what happens to government societies and like perception of people and, and politics and, and all these fucked up shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. So it's called Supremacy. Nice. Check Ooh, it out whenever like it. that happens. But yeah. Okay. You know what? Go. I would like to see a show that deals with the U.S. like broken up into states, like separate state like countries they, as it were. They kind of yeah. came up with a show like that before. Four, uh, I forgot what it was. What was it called? The the one where the, like the, all the lights went out. And each... Why do you oh, always Revolution? go to that one? I don't because that's the only one that I remember. What was that no, called? I Revol- they I were still Revolution. the United States. Uh, it wasn't power. Oh, what the fuck was it called? I don't know. I know it, it had, had like the power name. button uh, and its logo or something like that. So it was Revolution. Revolution. Uh, yeah, Revolution. Was it Revolution? Revolution. Yeah. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Like, revolution. Oh, right. Evolution with an R. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one with the power going out. But the, there was another one that too that was like, what minute? if World War Two won the war? <laughs> or I'm sorry, what if Hitler? My voice is starting. Hold for 2020. Won the war in World War Two. <laughs> there was that that one. Ringing in the new year. Yeah, he'll kick back in. Yeah. It yeah. was the Amazon show. Give me a second. <sighs> the well, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Which Norton and I saw like the first episode, and then we haven't watched any since. And, Man in the High Castle. Man in the High Castle. Oh, well, that's because the fucking volume was awful. Yeah. The, the, that was one of those shows where it's like all the action was like super fucking loud and then all the dialogue was like, oh, my God, I 
I can't believe this happened. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like watching Constantine as a series. I'm like, no. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what's really ironic about that statement, right? Mm. The is that Constantine, that Constantine is officially a becoming a series as of, I think, a few days ago. They, they greenlit that too. Wait, okay, what that's happened? good news. They greenlit a Constantine series, but it's not the uh, it's not the the new Constantine. It's old school Constantine. It's Keanu Constantine. Yeah. Really? Because yeah, I know they have the there. one on NBC. And yeah, then that's the new Constantine. He kind of he went over to uh, Legends, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he that guy's a great Constantine. Yeah. Matt Reese, I think his name is, or Rice, yeah. Rice, yeah. something like, like that. that. Yeah. He's got a weird name. But oh, that's good because he has like a last name that's similar to the guy that was in the Americans, but it's not. Yeah, well, that's Matthew Reese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh, that's totally good news. I, I, I like yeah, him. Yeah, Constantine 2 is in the works. Nice. I can't believe they're doing this. I'm not surprised. I'm, yeah. I am surprised it took this fucking oh. long, but. Uh, and speaking of. Keanu is pretty big right now. Really quickly, I, I hope it's coming uh, in 2021. Uh, if I, I definitely look forward to it. Uh, the Sandman series, finally. <gasps> yes. Oh my God! Um, I'm uh, whenever that comes out, I'm covering it. I don't like. Yeah. No, you got you got dibs on it. You called it. You got dibs. Uh, like you don't understand how much Neil Gaiman's. There's gonna be a dog pile of blood in the writers' room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like I, I love Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah. I've like met him indirectly, personally, like five times, but I've never had the courage to be like, "Hi, man." Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been like that with a couple of people. I, Aren't we in a restaurant once and like Doc Hammer was there and you're just staring at him? You're like, Doc Hammer's over there. Well, no, I've talked like, to him. You know, I've, you could just say hi. No, I've talked to him multiple times since then. Well, you talked to him when we went to the concert. No, I talked to him when we went to the Weeb we concert. We saw him before we saw the concert. No, no, yeah. Well, because I was kind of timid and I'm like, oh my God, that's Doc Hammer right there. That's Doc Hammer. And then um, obviously I did share a cigarette with him. Uh, you were You were inside. Uh, but well, obviously, yeah. Um, though I've been speaking with him like on and off here and there on Facebook because he's a friend of Facebook, and I was so so glad because I just decided to message him uh, when I came out really quickly. Uh, one of the sucky things that happened to me this year in 2020, of course, uh, is I had a testicular torsion. So, yeah, so that was fun. And oh, I, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, I would love to forget <laughs> about didn't. that, too. Um, yeah. And so I wrote an entire article. I wrote a whole piece on it and my experience. And I tempered that with a testicular torsion episode that Doc Hammer had written because he had suffered the same thing. So I texted him. Uh, or not texted, but I messaged him on Facebook. And I said, like, oh, like, now we're connected. Uh, without being connected and so he's like yeah I read your article I really liked it and I'm like Doc Cameron likes my article I oh, I feel so validated and don't go all electro in uh, Amazing Spider-Man yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, that definitely lasted uh, that uh, I lasted off of that for like a couple of days and now it's kind of like okay Doc's cool I mean not That's that he awesome, wasn't though. ever cool but no uh and I look forward to as well. I don't know any news right now. Uh, Christian, if you're in the know, please let me know. But I don't think anybody's really in the know right now. Uh, 2020 sucked also because Venture Brothers was unceremoniously canceled, which sucked. I hate Adult Swim for that, even though I still like Adult Swim. 
Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, that, I hate you, but that I was just like, that was a bad move on their part. And the venture fans definitely rioted. But I think there's talks in the works, but I don't know if it's definitive um, to them actually possibly going to HBO Max. Honestly, it would be stupid. It would be to. totally. It would be a misstep if they didn't. I mean, that. at the very least, they could do like a final season. Yeah. Well, they have so like, much to say. That's the thing. Yeah, they they need content. Mm-hmm. Animation's not hard to produce, and it's still in that Turner like network of shit that falls under the HBO Max. That's like, true. You mm-hmm. know, flagship basically. So like, there there is zero. If you're listening, I don't know why they'd be listening, <laughs> but if you are listening, HBO yeah. Max, greenlight <laughs> that project. It makes no fucking sense not to. Yeah, that's it true. Costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. There's a huge audience for it. Obviously, yeah. Come on, it, it's it's a no brainer. Hey, Disney survived off rabid fan base. Yeah. So can you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Let's make this rivalry. I mean, if you're not going to do it, Netflix and, and fucking Disney are, are greenlighting everything now, too. So it's like, yeah, some, somebody is going to do mm-hmm. it. Somebody. Yeah. Let's Might as well let's ratchet this rivalry up a little bit. Like, like, come on, Disney. Disney's already at the forefront. HBO Max, and, it's your and go. And for a fact, from like the sources that we get via WorkPrint, um, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to do animated content. So again, yeah. mm-hmm. do it. That fucking Tar- uh, Gendy Taratovsky is doing a bunch of fucking Disney, uh, HBO Max shit. So it's yeah. like, why not? It, it, it doesn't make any sense not to. No, that's it. true. Anyway. Uh, and yeah. Genius, genius guy. So, I mean, come on. You got, you, you yeah. got a, a veritable stable of talented people. Yeah. Use them. So okay, my voice is getting starting to get hoarse. We're, we're yeah, we did almost like a two hour. Podcast. Yeah, that's pretty dope. This is like the longest one we've done in a while. I'm not even gonna edit this. We're gonna do it raw. Yeah, but nice. honestly, the audio sounds great on my end, and I don't think there was anything too awkward that we need to cut. No, out, so. no, not of course. Of course not. Uh, and I tried my best. <laughs> and no, you guys were fantastic. And you guests. succeeded. Um, yeah, and that's also because you guys have done this. Oh like, my god! You've done it more than I have, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. I, this is episode 100 of this one, <laughs> I th- and I'm like, oh. I think uh, for my podcast, oh, just to plug myself really quickly after the credits. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I think I'm on 255 episodes or something like that. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and Norton. There's a reason I left. Norton's agreed to do them now once a month, so I bring on guests. Uh, Christian, I would definitely love to have you as a guest uh, very and, soon. Um, just tell me when. Yes, very soon. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of tap out right now. Cause again, my voice is really getting worse. Um, but I just want to adjust the audience really quickly. I love you guys. I love the work print. You guys are awesome. You really, your readership makes us do what we do and love doing it as well. We love to entertain. So that's me. Robert Kajowski is out. Uh, thanks, Rob. Norton, anything you want to plug or promote or say hi or anything at all? Uh, I'm good. Uh, you know. <laughs> like, I, I leave it. Yeah. Oh, Doyle so, rules! So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I am your host, as always, Christian Angelis. Uh, you can find me on thewordprint.com, where, I don't know, there's like, there's a sea of stuff with my name on it. Apparently, like, 270-something. I don't know. I was trying to hit 300 before the end of the year. It didn't happen. I'm pretty Yeah, you write a shit ton. Yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes it's short stuff, but then, like, lately it's like, I'm going to do meaningful stuff, and that ends up being long. Very worried about your hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're just gonna I mean, fall you, off. You cover a lot now too. Like you, you've done quite a bit as well. But I'm I'm like I've slowed down the past two months, uh, especially after New York Comic Con because mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty I'm super exhausted. Anyway, um, yeah, Christian Angelus on WorkPoint dot com and then XN underscore Angelus on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Christian Angelus writer on Facebook and XNAngelus dot com on is my website. I'm still not. It's still not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying for like eight months it's going to be ready and it's not. But um, I have the domain still. So 2021 um, goals. Gonna... Yeah, 2021. There, yeah, that's a good first goal is to get the website going. Yeah. That's um, all right. I made my website like back in 2017 and it's awful still. <laughs> and that's for my business. So yeah, how good am well, I? What are you still on? <laughs> well, GeoCities? Like this... What? Yeah, like I'm uh, this would be for my business too, which is like here's some writing samples, here's some articles mm-hmm. and shit. And like here's what I can do as a writer. Mm-hmm. And I can do a lot now, which is crazy. But like I still I still have yet to do fucking anything with the website. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So th- this has been a crazy year. But thank you for those listening and those who've read and those who followed and those who like our stuff or hate us. I don't really. If you hate us, thanks for the clicks and yeah. the ad revenue. Thanks anyway, I guess. Even though, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, we'll be doing. I'm trying to think what the next. This was episode 100, so this was a special. But for the most part, I think we're going to be doing. Um, What's that show? Why can't I think? I'm tired now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mandalorian? One. No, the other one. The one after that. Um, the one after it? Yeah, the other Disney Plus show that they're coming out with in two weeks. Um, oh, the Boba Fett thing? No, no. that's next year. Uh, WandaVision. We'll be, oh, WandaVision, we'll be doing yeah. an eight-episode oh, yeah. podcast on WandaVision. I forgot WandaVision. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm super excited for that. Um, I already got our first special guest. So. Yes, um, nice. Yeah. And Yay! then. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it. Uh, everyone have a safe New Year. Be spend it with whoever you can, loved ones, whatever. But be safe. Yes. Obviously, social distance and to try to you know keep it down. <laughs> Covid's going everywhere now, mm-hmm. so yeah, be be careful. Yes. Um, and hopefully, twenty twenty one will be awesome. Uh, I'm sure it will be. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a good one, everyone. You too, man. Bye, everybody.